Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast, episode 47. I'm your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing here tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. Doing good. That's great, great. Glad to be back here talking some baseball. A lot of things to discuss here tonight. Are you ready to get started? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, a lot of things to discuss, so I'm just going to start off with this. So, we've talked on here several times about, you know, Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla Day, this crazy, crazy contract that he has. And you would think teams and stuff would learn from that when it comes to giving out and negotiating these contracts. Well, apparently the Baltimore Orioles didn't take any advice from the Mets. Uh, one Mr. Chris Davis. Uh, Chris Davis, one of the, at one point he, he was one of the top players in the game, one of the top home run hitters in the game, but he just been plagued by injuries and everything. And he recently announced, announced his retirement. And and back in 2016, he signed a seven-year, $161 million contract. And he has not lived up to that contract at all. It's been considered like one of the worst contracts in uh, in recent memory. But now it seems like the remainder of that contract, they basically got it like spread out over the next, I think like seven, eight. Maybe even longer than that. They they basically, they basically gave him like a Bobby Bonilla contract where they giving him like lump sums over a long period of time. And I'm just like, wow, here we go again. Um, how do you feel from this? And you, you would think people would have learned, like I said, they would have learned from the whole Bobby Bonilla situation, but clearly this is not the case. You got another one of these crazy, ridiculous contracts. Um, how, how do you feel about this? Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, hey, kids. Uh, you should go and play baseball. <laughs> yes, yes, because you will definitely get paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, all seriousness, because I was sitting here looking at it. Um, I believe it says from it starts in 2023 when this whole thing starts, mm-hmm. and it says it, it's uh, Chris Davis is set to receive 42 million in deferred payments. In a 15-year period from 2023 to 2037 as a re- residual after effect of the seven-year $161 million contract that he signed with the Orioles in 2016. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. So basically between 2023 and 2025, he's going to get $9.16 million. 2026 to 2032, 3.5 million. And um, the last remaining portion uh, to 2033 to 2037, he's going to get 1.4 million. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, unbelievable. When I saw that, I'm like, the Bobby Bonilla situation all over again. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it just. I... I mean, because I don't know how contracts really work, especially sports contracts. But yeah, it, I would love to know like the all the 
fine print of like how the inner workings of that actually comes about. That's a very good question because contracts can be so different, like all across um, sports, like for baseball, football, basketball, all the little fine tunes, like you said, the fine prints, the stuff on it. If you really don't don't see, I want to highlight the inner workings of this deal ultimately works out. And what's crazy about it too is that, okay, so Bobby Bonilla will still be getting paid. His con, his money, up to two years before Chris Davis, uh, is finished with his. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 just wow, and it's a shame because like I say, Chris Davis at one point he was a very good player, but just the injuries just caught up to him, and he just. Didn't live up to that contract. At the th- I guess at the time I could see because he was like I said he was a very good player, very good home run hitter. He was a favorite amongst Orioles fans. But now looking back at it, like was it really worth it giving <laughs> giving him this contract? It is. I mean the Orioles are gonna be they they paying for it up to 2037. They're gonna be paying this man money. I think sixty five million altogether between now and then just the remainder of this contract. That's just unbelievable, unbelievable when you think about it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but like I say, hey, uh, shoot, I'll take it. Yeah! <laughs> Sign me up for it, too. Sign me up. I would definitely take that. Didn't have to do anything except for just get up every day and do whatever you feel like doing, and you still get paid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm telling you. Remember we see, like they, saw, they did uh, this year with Bobby Bonilla, they had him in a commercial. Remember they'll have, they'll have Chris Davis in some commercials, too. Making fun of this yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a Chris Davis day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got Bobby Bonilla day, now you're going to have Chris Davis day. You know, you're going to show up to the bank like, yeah, you you, you know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. <laughs> you know what today is. Yeah, you know what today <laughs> is. It's, it's payday. Show me the money. It is payday. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully, teams learn from this, but it wouldn't shock me if we ended up seeing another contract like this at some point. When we've seen these two, it wouldn't surprise, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw another con- big contract being broken down like this again. It would not shock me at all. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, you would have thought teams would have learned from the whole Bobby Bonilla thing, so this technically shouldn't have happened. No, it really shouldn't have. It really, really shouldn't have, but like you said, it's, it's, it's going to happen again, most likely. But um, Any other thoughts on that? No, just so, uh, hey, congratulations, uh, Chris Davis. So. Yeah, <laughs> you are getting paid, my friend. You are getting paid. All right, next up topic. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, congratulations on joining the 500 Home Run Club. He hit his 500 Home Run, I think it was about two two weeks ago. And Miguel Cabrera, he's one of those guys, he's been around the game for a while, but he does. When you talk about like some of the top players in the game, you kind of you kind of forget about um, Miguel Cabrera. He's been in the league since 2003. He has a career batting average of 311, um, 501 home runs, 1,786 runs batted in. He spent his whole um, his career. Um, he started off with the Marlins, and then now he's currently with the Tigers. He's been with them since 2008. He's an 11-time All-Star. Uh, 
a World Series champion in 2003, two-time league MVP. Actually won it back-to-back years in uh, 2012 and um, 2013. Uh, triple crown winner. He's the most recent uh, triple crown winner. I'm going to get into some more details about the triple crown a little later. But, but yeah, he's one of the great players. He's close to 3,000 hits. Uh, right now he's at 2,000. 958, so probably the next big feat for him will be joining the 3,000 3, hit club. But um, any thoughts on this feat? Any thoughts on Miguel Cabrera as a player? Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, and what team was that that he won his World Series with again? Uh, he won with the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because... I mean, that was his first season with them that he won. So it was, they, yeah, it was. They, first so they didn't won. get rid of him. They didn't get rid of him. You know, he he spent a few more years there. Then he left in two thousand. Uh, he played with them to the two thousand seven season. Then two thousand eight, he went to the Tigers. But uh, but yeah, when I when I saw that he uh joined the five hundred club, I was like, he's still playing. <laughs> you know, I know, you right? Gotta yeah, forget you, you, about forget, him, you really. gotta forget about him. him. But I mean, that's that's one thing about baseball. Like dudes can play like a good twenty, twenty five years in a in the sport, and you know, and you'd be like, damn, they still playing? Like shit. But mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, okay, will he will he conquer the next milestone, which is that three thousand hit club? Um, which I think he probably will. Um, you know, if he stays on this consistent basis, uh, and of course, no major injuries come his way, um, yeah, I could see him joining it, and who knows, um, how many hits he could, you know, finish his career with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, most definitely, most definitely, he's had a, he's had a very good career, and like I said, that's a that's a huge, huge, huge accomplishment, and I think he definitely can get to that uh three thousand hits. Now the 500 home run club is interested. It's you know it's not a whole lot of people in the club, but I'm looking at the list now of potentially guys that could reach that um, plateau next. But the closest right now is uh, Nelson Cruz. He's at 443 home runs. Then you got John Carlos Stanton at 332. Mike Trout at 310. Uh, they show Manny Machado here. He's at 245. Bryce Harper's at 255. And, and like I say, I think it's gonna be a long, long time before we see somebody else join that club. Is there anybody that stands out to you that you know on that list? Anybody else you think could possibly someday reach the uh, 500, 500 home run club? Uh, who's the first one again? Uh Nelson Nelson Cruz. He's the closest right now at four four forty three. Yeah, I mean. It... Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, it's going to take him a few years, most likely, um, depending on like how many home runs he average a season. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it'll happen because, I mean, shoot, uh, Miguel Cabrera kind of came out of nowhere, on, you know, on us with, with this, you know, because they what's, what's funny about it. They don't really mention about someone being this close to like this number until they actually hit it. It was like, Oh yeah. 500 home runs mm-hmm. type of thing. So yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it'll happen. Uh, Mike Trout, of course, it, it, it's going to take him 
<laughs> you know, it'll take them a while to get there. But, uh, but once again, it just depends on how how many home runs they average a year in a certain length of time for them to get there. Because, I mean, look at. Of course, we got to talk about Barry, um, <laughs> because <laughs> which. I, and I'm only saying this from the standpoint. I mean, forget about the cream and and everything else. Forget about that. But the fact that when they started walking this man, as much as he got walked, and he still was hitting home runs, that that right there is a is a anomaly in itself because his on base percentage was through the roof, but. Somebody, you know, we were like, well, maybe I can get him out. And next thing you know, McCovey Cove, you know, people swimming in it, trying to get mm-hmm. a damn ball. Trying to, try to, get, try to get a baseball, yep. I remember yeah. those days all too well. So, I mean, those days are long gone of, like, intentionally walking people, you know, because of stuff like that. So, it, it is going to be interesting. But, I mean, probably in the next, what, I say, 10 plus years we'll start to see like your Fernando Tatis's your mm-hmm. Vlad Guerrero Jr's mm-hmm. you know they they are slowly next thing you know oh 500 you know cuz those are the guys right now that I feel will probably get there in a quicker you know they they'll get there quicker than what we're seeing right now, because I mean, look at Mike Mike Trout. Um, he was, you know, looked at as someone that, oh, well, he's a home run hitter. Then all of a sudden, he kind of like tapered off a little bit with that. So it's gonna take him probably a little bit longer to get there. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe one of these younger guys even get there quicker than he does. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch. Yes, it's, it's definitely is. Like I said, that's 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 a big big accomplishment. Like I said, it's nothing we're gonna see right away, but that's definitely there's definitely some guys. Like I said, like the guys you named, I could definitely down the line see them. And like I said, who knows? Somebody you know maybe in the minor leagues that could be coming up and could you know get there one day. You just you just you just never know. You just never know. But like I said, congrats congrats to him for joining. Join an exclusive group of people that includes, you know, Barry Bonds, A-Rod, Pujols. You know, they're all part of that Griffey. He has a 630 career home run. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very exclusive club, that 500-plus home run club. This is an exclusive club, so. Don't forget uh, one Manny Ramirez. And- yes, <laughs> he's another one with a uh, 555. Yes, he is a member of the 500, 500 home run club as well. Good um, also, also too, Mister Mister Forty Four, Mister October himself. Yes, yes, he's another member of the club. Yes, he is. Good old, good old Reggie Jackson. He is a member of the club. <laughs> oh, any other thoughts on the five hundred home run club or Miguel Cabrera? Any other thoughts on him? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see like where he actually finishes up because, like, looking at the people. That's closest to. I mean, of course, he's gonna pass Eddie Murray. Yeah. Well, he's gonna pass. I, I'm okay. He's gonna pass Eddie Murray, Gary Sheffield, uh, Mel Alt. I guess that's how you pronounce that. 
And I mean, pretty much, I, I would see him getting all the way up to where at least where Mickey Mantle is. Mm-hmm. Which Mickey Mantle is at five thirty six. Five thirty six. Yep. Then after that, it becomes okay. How much longer does he play? You know that type of stuff. That's what it, it, it kind of mm-hmm. comes to that. A healthy stage, you know, no major yeah, injuries so, or anything like that. So yeah, that that's it'll come down to that. But I see him at least getting up to where Mickey Mantle sits right now, right behind David Ortiz at five forty one. So. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. I could definitely, definitely see him doing that. Like I said, as long as he stays healthy, no major injuries or anything, I could definitely see him doing that. I mean, he's thirty eight right now, and like I said he doesn't seem to be like retiring anytime soon. So it's it's, de- it's definitely possible for him to get there. Which is crazy because in two, yeah, in two thousand three he was twenty. I know, right? Like, jeez. Uh, Time flies, right? <laughs> junior in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. And one thing I did mention about him was the triple crown. He was the last active player to um, hit for the um, become join the um, triple crown, triple crown club. What is the triple crown? It's when any player um, leads the majors in any of the major um, categories, batting average, home runs, and um, RBIs. And he was the first person to do it since uh, 1967 where Carl Yastrzemski uh, from the Red Sox, he was the last person to do it in uh, 1967. And we haven't seen anybody do it since. He did it in 2012. Nobody has done it since. I don't know if anybody's become close to doing it, but He's the last crown winner in the um, in the sport. I mean, Ted Williams, he's done it a couple of times. Mickey Mantle's done it. Uh, Frank Robinson's done it. Lou Gehrig's done it. Uh, let me see. Those are the major names on here that did it. Jimmy Fox did it. So uh, how, do you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the Triple Crown and him being the last person to do it? And, and when you and all those names you read off, we talking about in the the sixties, the fifties, the forties, mm-hmm. the thirties, the twenties. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Ted Williams did it, like I said, in the forties. Like you said, fifties for Mickey Mantle, sixties for Frank Robinson. I mean, that's that's un that's un unbelievable. And then, then the first person to do it, uh, Paul Hines. That was in eighteen seventy eight. He was the first person to do it in eighteen seventy eight. So think about that. Think about how rare of a feat that is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the more unpredictables, you know, to see, like, who's going to do it. Because, like I say, it's it's not something that's done on a regular. Like I say, you go from 1967 to to 2012. That's a long time. And no one's done it since 2012. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a not a, that's not an easy thing to do. You could lead the league in average. You could hit for average. You could lead the league in home runs. You could lead the league in RBIs. But to lead the league in all three categories, that's not an easy feat to do. Because you can got I think you're gonna have some guy that just hit for average. You're gonna have some guys that's gonna hit for power. You're gonna have some guys that driving a lot of runs. 
Nope. Some guys may be able to do all three, but they may not lead the league in each of those categories. So for him to do that, and like I say, the first person to do that since like you know the sixties and like something about forties, fifties that this was accomplished, that just shows you how hard of a feat that is. It's not one of those he's he's gonna own that record. I don't see anybody it's possible that possibly somebody else could do it, but I, I, I really don't see anybody clutching that at any time soon. You know, you know, as you were talking, I was I was thinking like like from another sport where I can compare this to, and I I have to go to the NBA with this of you know triple double season. You know, for mm-hmm. the for the longest time, Oscar Robinson was the only person that ever done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then Russell Westbrook, he does it the first time, and they say, you know what? Let me do it again. But Outside of Russell Westbrook, you don't see nobody else getting close to even doing it. No, you don't. You really don't see nobody getting triple doubles at the pace that he does. Yeah. Every, so, every now and then, sure, but they're not doing it as easy, easily and as effortlessly as he does it. Yeah, and, and to and to do it for an entire season, to average a season, a season triple double, that is that is hard to do. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, uh, and like I say, just comparing it with the Triple Crown, that is a hard thing to do. And it's kind of funny, you know, because we kind of joke on this show about, you know, well, today's athletes supposed to be, you know, the best conditioned athletes, this, that, and the third. Well, you had guys that were sitting around smoking cigars and cigarettes and whatever, <laughs> you know, and they got in and was doing this type of stuff. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Like, okay, yeah, you might be the best conditioned, but these dudes was was doing this on beer and, and cigars a lot of times. So, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it kind of speaks for itself. It's not as easy as they try to make certain things be, especially when it's always, all oh, well, today's athlete is the best, you know, conditioned athletes of all. Which, that's not a lie, but but still, I mean, what some of these people are doing way back when, I mean, you got to put some respect on their names too, because their names still live on. They, they're now they're ghosts, but their names still live on in history books. Mm-hmm. So that's very true, very very true. And you got to say you got to you got to respect game when you see it. Well, I, well, I put it like this: uh, except for the guy who who uh, did the triple crown in 1909, because uh, forget that guy. Um, so. Oh, um, what's his name? Um, oh, Carl. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that guy. That guy. <laughs> You've never seen that movie, have you? No, no, you told me about. It. No, I haven't seen yeah. that. Movie. No, I haven't. I mean, like I like I told you, because I was a fan of Tommy Lee Jones, I watched it, but I was like, yeah, I never watched this again. And and you know, even even with the whole, I know we're kind of going off in a tangent here but um even you know with the whole steroid scandal and everything his name was brought up as far as if someone like him can be allowed to be in the hall of fame then these guys who you know allegedly use steroids should be voted into the hall of fame because if we're just talking about the game thing yeah but when you start talking about all about them personally and everything well that guy 
from 1909 was a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. But he's in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, it's like you got to take some of that stuff into to accord, too, for how you look at stuff, I guess. But, hey, we're, we're not talking about ghosts. We're talking about the now, right? And, and that's mm-hmm. how they look at it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good point, mate. Sad but true. Sad but true. But they're not even considering stuff like that, which is so unfortunate. So unfortunate. But yeah, um, yeah, the Triple Crown. But when I was th- looking up stuff for the Triple Crown, I also heard that there's a pitching crown too. It's a very similar thing where um, a pitcher basically leads the league in wins, ERA. And strikeouts. Now, I never heard of a uh, pitching crown for like pitchers. I knew obviously I knew about the triple crown, but I never knew about this like pitching crown. And you got a bunch of people that have on this list. I mean, the first person, Tommy Bond, he did it in 1877, and the most recent person to do it was uh, Shane Bieber uh, last year. Actually, he um did it. Uh, they got Justin Verlander on this list, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Roger Clemens did it a couple of times. Uh, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Dwight Gooden, Sandy Koufax did it three times um, back-to-back years in 65 and 66. But, yeah, I had no idea they had the same type of thing for the pitchers. Were you, were you familiar with that at all or no? No, this is this is all brand new to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I, I was I was shocked. I was looking for the uh, triple crown, and then they said, oh, there's a pitching crown, too. And I was like, oh. I had never heard of that before. So, like I said, you learn, you learn, you learn something new every day, like they said. And what's what's funny about it? Um, let's see. So Shane Beaver did it last year. Mm-hmm. Well, should that really count? Because that's not a full season. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, they really, really, really fully count that because it was it was a shortened season. They only played like sixty some games last year. Exactly. So, yeah, but I mean, but the last time it was really, really done was in 2011 when you had Clayton Kershaw and Justin Verlander do it. Are they same both? Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, each league. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And then going back some years, I mean, Randy Johnson did it in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Clemens was 97, 98. Pedro was 99, but Clemens in 97, but then you have to go back to 85 when Dwight Gooden did it. Mm-hmm. And then before that, you get Steve Carlton in 72. Mm-hmm. That's in the 60s. And then before that, you're jumping back to the 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then these, but I'm, I'm laughing at these names. You got, got Lefty Gomez from the Yankees. Mm hmm. In 34, 37, he got Lefty Grove. Mm, with, two, with, two lefties. <laughs> yeah, two lefties, right? And I, I wonder where they really left hand or they just called them lefty. Yeah, that, 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 that's the thing. I, I, I wonder about that. Because Grove, he played for the Philadelphia Athletics. So I guess what the, that's where the Athletics was before they went to Oakland, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they were in Philly. Who knew? Um, well, but then it, well. So wait a minute, did Philadelphia have two teams? Because in 1916, Grover, Cleveland, Alexander did it for the Phillies. So did the Phil- did Philadelphia have two teams? 
That's a good question. Huh. I, interesting. See the things you the things you learn. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, you got two teams now. You got the Mets, Yankees. I mean, this is this is possible. So possible. I got two teams from the same area, same city. And was, okay, so I, okay, okay. I just had to do a deep dive into this real quick. So yes, it is the same franchise of the Oakland Athletics. Um, they originated in Philadelphia. Mm. The history of the Philadelphia Athletics is from 1901 to 1954 when they moved to Kansas City. Mm. So they went to Kansas City for for a time, and then they went to Oakland. Oh, wow. So they had two stops before they actually got out to Oakland. I had, once again, I had no idea about that. Yes. Like I said, the things, the things you learn when, when, you, when you look back through history, right? I'm, I'm telling you, that's, that's one of the things I always love about doing this show. When I'm you know, putting stuff together to talk about it and everything, you learn so much. Like, oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. It's amazing the, the stuff that you've learned and we've learned since we've been doing this show. Yeah. Or how about the fact that the Dodgers, before they were called the Dodgers, they was actually called the Brooklyn Robins. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw that. I said the Brooklyn Robins. I said, wow. Yeah, nineteen twenty four. They were the Brooklyn Robins. What? Yeah, this, this, yeah, this is crazy. Interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Once again, we learned some new stuff here today. Shoot. And wait a minute, did did Boston have two teams? Because, because you got okay, in eighteen seventy seven you had Boston Red Caps and then mm-hmm. in eighteen eighty nine you got the Boston Bean Eaters. Or is this <laughs> or is this the same team? No? I I wonder. No, it's not. And both were in the National League too. Huh? Cause the uh, the Red Caps is is the Braves franchise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that now. Okay. Okay. Huh? And then the Bean Eaters. Well, no. I guess no. I guess it is the same. Yeah, they could. still said the Braves. Yeah. Okay, so it's the same. So they they changed the name. They went from red caps to bean eaters? What the hell? Bean eaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Go go figure. I, I, I was stuck with red caps, but uh-huh. Just uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then, and then uh you got a Boston Amer in nineteen oh one, uh you got Boston Americans. Yeah, so, what the Yeah. And that's the Red Sox. Yeah, before they were the Red Sox, they were the Boston Americans. Yeah, from 1901 to 1907, they were the Boston Americans. And then they switched over to the Red Sox in 1908, so they've been that ever since. Good Lord. Uh, oh, wow. I am stunned. I am stunned in the moment all this stuff we're learning here. <laughs> yeah, but what the heck? Mm-hmm. That's 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 crazy. That's something that's something else we could we could discuss here on the show. Go back to do some of the history of these team names and stuff. That'd be something else to dive into more deep. Yeah. 
You, know, you imagine being back at the time. Hey, who do you play for? Oh, I play for the Boston Bean Eaters. The Bean Eaters. What? <laughs> That's right. Play for the yeah, I play for the Boston Bean Eaters, the Brooklyn Robins. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm telling you, who's coming up with some of these, some of these names? Well, I mean, you got to realize back then, I guess they they went with with what they. What was around them, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, this is a totally different time, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I could understand that. 1900s, 1800s. So, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of uh, bean eating, I guess. So, Boston, I, I, I guess, was known I, I, for I, I, it. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess so. So, they, they, they just went with that theme. Unbelievable! But um, any any other thoughts on that? That's that's some interesting stuff we learned there. Yeah, right. No, that's. I mean, yeah, I think I think that's enough on the Sure, he's a kid. Exactly. They say he's twelve years old, but they, they say he's twelve. Yeah. It's it like that. I don't know. That, that, that's a grown man out there to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. Uh, if you ever seen the bench warmers, they said that the picture for them kids was twelve, and this was a grown yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> twelve. Yeah. I'm twelve. trying to say he was 12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. Y'all seen this stuff? I said, I said, 12 years old? I said, there's no way. And like I said, you seen the way he pitched it. I said, there's no way this kid is 12 years old throwing the ball like that. He's throwing the ball like a grown man. It's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. But then, but, but then again, maybe he is. And I mean, that, that, he, he has that's his gift. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. That's very true. He's got, he's got, he's got a gift. He's got a, he's got an arm on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, you had, um, I mean, look at Tatum O'Neill and uh, Bad News Bears. Freaking what, twelve year old girl was out there slinging the thing like a, like an actual MLB pitcher because this madman taught her how to pitch like that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's definitely possible. Like I said, got a future future MLB star in the making. Like I said, if he if, if, if he wants to continue to play baseball, the sky's the limit for him. You know, we may be talking about him playing for the Nationals or the Yankees, one of these teams someday. You, you, you just know, you never know. You never know. If he keeps at it, pitching like this, he's definitely gonna make it to the majors. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he could end up in the minors and he have to end up playing for the Bean Eaters. So never know. <laughs> Don't bring that name back. Don't bring back the Bean Eaters. We're going to be the Bean Eaters. We're not going to be the Red Sox. We're going to be the Bean Eaters. The Boston Ooh. Bean Eaters. <laughs> oh, man. I can't get over that. That's, that's, that's too funny. Too, too funny. Oh, man. And um, another thing to get to here. God, we've talked about on here many, many a time. One of our favorites, one and only Max Scherzer. I mean, I mean, he's with the Dodgers now, and in five starts with them, he is four and zero with a one point five ERA, twenty nine innings pitched, and forty one strikeouts. In that other game when he was facing the Padres, we were talking about this. He was in that zone, man. He went seven and two innings, gave up two hits, no runs, one walk, and ten strikeouts. So. New team, same old Max, man. Same old Max. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like he's having a lot of fun. And um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, but did, did uh, baseball, did they get rid of that whole thing about them being suspicious of the pitchers, you know, and they got to pat them down, basically? Did they get rid of that? No, no. I, I hadn't. Until you mentioned that, I really haven't seen them say anything about that. I haven't seen them doing any inspections, any of the games I've seen, or any of the highlights I've seen. I think they've kind of they've kind of relaxed on that a little bit, or kind of got rid of it all. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about it until you just mentioned it there. Yeah, because I mean, maybe maybe they secretly got rid of it, you know, because they, they was getting some bad press, especially when one of your star pitchers, Matt Scherzer, gets you know, harassed like he's a damn oh, uh, criminal he, he, out he, he the field. He was pissed. He was pissed. Hey, maybe maybe I'm just a good pitcher. I'm not using no um, sticky stuff or um, oil, Coca-Cola, and then that stuff they were talking about. I'm just a good pitcher. I just got good pitches. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it's like, yeah, man, just he's just damn good at what he do. Like, Oh, is, that's a crime now? You know? Exactly. God forbid you're good at your job. You're a good pitcher in Major League Baseball. You're able to get guys out. But, no, you got to be using some sticky stuff, some illegal substances. But, it, it, I mean, but in all seriousness, though, um, I, I do think that the addition of Scherzer and Turner with the Dodgers has really, has really, you know, kick-started something with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Max, I mean, he, 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 I mean, we talked about it before when we talked about him, but he does, he reminds me a lot of like an Aaron Rodgers type. Mm-hmm. Like he, he do take certain things personally mm-hmm. and he uses certain things as motivation. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like him being traded, he used, he's using that to be like, look, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to show everybody just who the hell I am. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's rubbing off on the rest of the team. So, 
It really is. I mean, like I said, the Dodgers were already loaded. They already had a very solid team. But you add both of those guys to the mix, and it just elevates them. It really does. It just takes them to that next level. And like I said, Max, he's, like I said, Max is just being Max. <laughs> like I said, when he gets in one of them zones, like he was that night against the Padres, basically a very good lineup there, too, with Tatis and Manny and those guys. That's a good lineup. That's not a easy lineup to get through. So he was, I mean, he was making them guys look silly out there. Uh, what we talked about, so Max was cooking. He so. was. He, he he was cooking. He, he was on one that night. I was like, I said, I was looking at the highlights. I said, man, he's throwing, he's throwing that heat. So, Okay, here's something else for us for, that we probably can do at some point to uh, figure out. Maybe by the by the time the next episode is Max the first starting pitcher for an All Star game to get traded after the All Star game? Oh, that's, that's in the that's, same that's, season. That's in, in, same, in, in in the same season. That's 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 a very good question. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Well, I say that could be something that we can, you know, uh, maybe talk about the next episode. Let's see, because because yeah, okay. when you know when we when we talked about him getting traded, I forgot to mention about that because I I was thinking I was like he started for the for the National League in the All Star game and then he, he just traded like what like how does <laughs> like what like like really like okay so so it got me thinking like hmm is he the first. That's a that's a that's a very good question. That's that's something yeah we definitely gotta gotta look into. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. that's something I definitely have to look up and look into. And he's scheduled to pitch uh, tomorrow. They're playing the Braves, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he taking. <laughs> hey, it's Max versus Max. You got Max Scherzer versus Max um, Free. So you got Max versus Max tomorrow. <laughs> Will the real Mad Max please stand up? So. Exactly, exactly, exactly. This Max, I mean, he's won eleven games, eleven and seven, three point fifty five four ERA. Not too bad, but I mean, he's not Max twelve and four with a two point five one ERA. But yeah, with a real Max, please stand up. Mm-hmm. Should be a good pitching. It should be a good pitching duel. So mm-hmm, yeah, I always do this. Um, how many strikeouts for Max tomorrow? I say to get ten again. Yeah, yeah, I go with ten. Ten seems to be 10. a good, good, solid number for him. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he seemed to put up double digit strikeouts pretty, pretty, pretty easily. It's like it's like an effortless for him. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I know we talked about it before. Like, who is who does he kind of remind us of from when we were kids watching? And uh, I'm trying to. Think think like i see a a little bit of glavin in there but also some randy not randy johnson but um roger clemens too because mm. roger clemens used to take stuff personally too <laughs> so. oh he did oh he did that he did that he did did you ever, you ever seen that clip of when Roger Clemens was was cursing out the umpire? No. When 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 was this? Well, this is when he was with Boston. I want to say it had to be it was either late eighties or early nineties, mm-hmm. where he he's literally 
cursing this all crowd. But it's not like he's right in his face. He's standing on the mound. I forgot exactly where. I have to. I have to look it up to see if he's even on YouTube or something. But yeah, he's and he just literally curt like you mother. And they got the camera right, so you know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, I have to find it. I, I remember seeing that like some years ago on Sports Center when they was I forgot they were when they were doing a top ten or something. Um, but yeah, that was one of the uh, one one on the countdown it was Roger Clemens <laughs> cursing out the umpire. Interesting, so, interesting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely got to forget to find that clip. Yeah, and then post that. Definitely find it if you, if you can find it. <laughs> that's 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 crazy right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. So as we always do, we talk about the uh, current standings in Major League Baseball. Also, before before that, um, postseason's right around the corner. Uh, the wild card. Game for the AL starts on October 5th. Um, October 6th, you got the NL wild card. Then you got the ALDS and NLDS starting October 7th up to the 14th. And then you got the ALCS and NLCS starting the 15th through the 24th. And then you got the World Series starting on October 26th up until November 3rd. They're pretty much going to be on ESPN, TBS, Fox, and um, FS1. So, almost playoff time. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, is I, I feel like this is going to be a, a really good postseason because even though, I mean, last year, you know, it, it, it didn't really feel like a true postseason because you only played 60 games of a regular season. So, it didn't feel like a true post. At least for me, it did it. But I feel like this season, because you've gone through an entire season, um, there's been some really good storylines of this season, and there's it seemed to be like there's a lot of hungry teams. So yeah, I think this is going to be a real interesting postseason. Agreed. Agree. I, I think I think so. Like I say, kind of getting back to some sense of normalcy. Since like I said, since we had a shortened season and everything last year, we had the full season this year. So it's, it's going it's going to be interesting because we got some close close races here as we as we get down the stretch. But let's hop over to the AL East. Uh, you got the Rays on top of the division at eighty three and forty eight, followed by the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and the Orioles at the bottom at forty and ninety. Thoughts on the AL East? Uh, we see where um, the money for the Orioles is going. It's all going to Chris Davis, hence why their <laughs> record is 40 and 90. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the Rays, they, I mean, they've come on strong. And, I mean, it, it seems like – I feel like if, if they stay consistent, they're going to win the division. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy. Like nobody hardly goes to the game. They don't have a huge payroll and everything, especially compared to teams like the Yankees and Red Sox. And look at them on top of the division. And I honestly, I, I, I can't name, I can't name a single player on the Rays. I can't name not one player on the Rays. Most teams I can name at least one player on, but I can't name a single player on the Rays. But look at them. On top of the division, on top of the AL East in the division, where you have the Yankees and Red Sox that have dominated this division for years. 
Look, they say you, you you don't need to know our name. Just know that our team is winning. That's all. Yeah, that's right. You don't need to know our names. We we just show up and we play baseball and we we win with a lot of games. So hey, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Over to the AL Central, you got the White Sox on top of that division at seventy six and fifty six, followed by the Indians, Tigers, Royals, and the Twins. Uh, thoughts on this division? You know, I, earlier in the season, it seemed like this was going to be a little closer between the White Sox and the Indians, but it looked like the Indians are kind of tapered off, and I think the White Sox is is going to take it. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I remember when um, because the White Sox they have uh, Tony Russo as the manager. I remember when they hired him, they were saying, "Oh, he's too old school. He can't relate to today's players. You know, he's been out of the game for so long. You know, he's not gonna be able to adapt to the current players in the current game and everything." And look what happened! On top of the division, running away with the division. <laughs> Show, shows you what they. Wait, this okay? This isn't basketball or football. Adapt to the current. This is baseball. This is they haven't changed the sports. Too much since the 1800s. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why when people say that, I'm saying the guy knows baseball. I mean, he last time he's been in the, um, baseball, it was 2011 with the Cardinals. He hadn't been in the game since then. But the guy knows baseball. He, like, he's been with the Cardinals. He's been with the Oakland. He's been around the game. The man knows baseball. Like you said, it's not like other sports. This is baseball. The game hasn't changed that drastically to the point where a guy like Tony LaRusso couldn't come back in and figure things out. Exactly. So, like I say, it's it's baseball. It's not... Mm-hmm. It, it, I, look, I don't see too many rule changes that's occurred with baseball since I was no. watching as a kid. No. So. But I remember that specifically when they hired him. Oh, you know, there's no way, you know, he's not going to be able to adapt. And he's doing just fine as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, not not, not bad for an old man that's out of touch, right? It, 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 exactly, exactly. I said, that's a great hire for them. I said, this is a guy that's been around the game, you know, coached some of the all-time greats and everything. I said, that was a good hire for them. People was, oh, no, no, no. He doesn't know the game. He doesn't know the current game. He won't relate to the younger players. Show shows you what they know. <laughs> what? I just laugh. I just laugh every time I think about that. Like I said, you can say that with basketball. You can say that with football. But baseball, mm-hmm. no, no, no. The game hasn't changed that much. Somebody like him couldn't come back and pick up what's going on in the current game. No, no, not at all. Um, let's see. Over to the AL West, we got those cheating Astros on top of seventy-eight and fifty-three, followed by the Athletics, Mariners, Angels, and the Rangers. Thoughts on this division? I'm still holding out some type of a hope for the Athletics. I mean, they're just six mm-hmm. games back. Uh, you know, all you need is a, is, is a good little hot streak. The final mm-hmm. month of the season, and they, they could take it. But mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I would, I would, I would, I would not count them out at all. I think no, they, they still, they still have a shot over there in Oakland. Now over to the NL East, you got the Braves on top of this division. Now at seventy and sixty, followed by the Phillies at sixty-seven and
<laughs> the Nationals yeah. eat back to back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. Um, but I, you know what? I, I even though the Braves are on top, I, I honestly don't know who's gonna win this division. I, I honestly don't. Yeah, because for a while the Mets they they they, they were on top of the division. We were like how the Mets on top of this division. Now, then the Phillies were on top for a while. Now the Braves are on top. So it's 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 gonna be one of those three teams, but it's it's this well, that's gonna be one of those divisions, but it's gonna come down part of that final week of the season. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure and if they if they play each other, I'm sure they probably play each other at some point too. So that's probably gonna help, you know, shift back and forth too. So yeah, that's gonna go all the way down to the wire, I feel. Mm-hmm. And over to the NL Central, you got the Brewers on top of the division at 80 and 52, followed by the Reds, Cardinals, Cubs, and the Pirates. Uh, thoughts on this division? Uh, I think the Brewers. I, I, I think this is they they got this. Um, oh, oh, they yeah. got this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely, most definitely. And over to the NL West. This is a very interesting division. You got the Giants on top at 84 and 47. You got the Dodgers right behind them at 83 and 49. You got the Padres at 70 and 62. Then you have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Thoughts on this division? I mean, you know, for a while there, it was almost like a three-team race, but the Padres kind of slipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now it's a, it's a two-team. And like I said earlier, you know, the Dodgers seem more energized. I feel like that that max energy and Trey Turner, you know, getting into that lineup is really doing wonders for him. But yeah, I think this is this is I think could potentially come down to the last game of the season. Oh, yeah. I mean it's 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 very, very, very close. I mean for the longest time the Dodgers, I mean they would have like Big, big leagues in this division. The Giants, they would have their spurts here and there um, where they would win the division and go on to win the World Series. But now it seems like it's like neck and neck between these two teams. This is another one that's going to go down to the wire and go probably go down to that last week of the season. I mean, you could probably also slip a coin between those yeah. two. But I think those moves with the Dodgers, uh, picking up Max, picking up Fred Turner to add to what they already have definitely kind of gives them the advantage. But I said the Giants. Giants are not going to go away easily, though. They're definitely not. No, plus it didn't kind of cycle back around to them having a championship, you know, run or whatever. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely has, definitely has. <laughs> and that's the current standings in Major League Baseball. But um, anything else before we get up out of here tonight? No, that's it. Uh, another great show. Um. Learn something on this episode. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I said, that's the one thing I love about this show. We always, you know, that's right at the time we talk about we're learning stuff as well. I mean, we've been baseball fans all our life, but we're still learning new stuff as well, which is a beautiful thing. Always good to learn stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. But um, anything you want to plug, sir? Anything, any plugs? Uh, yeah, so a, a few things. Um, I wrapped up Nicholas Cage month with... um. Uh, I was joined by Jeff from Jeff vs. the World as we uh, talked about the, that movie for the end of August to wrap up Nicolas Cage month. Um, going into September, it's going to be all about Burt Reynolds. So, yeah, I'm, I have Burt Reynolds month for September. Um, 
by time well this episode will be up before the first episode of um burt reynolds month but the first episode i'm kicking it off with is the movie white lightning from back in the 70s uh with burt reynolds is it's one of the movies before his uh signature mustache so it's always funny seeing burt reynolds without his mustache um but yeah that's what episode uh 220 is gonna be um white lightning and also too i have a tv zone movie edition episode haven't done one of those in a while but uh i was joined by one miss keita hubbard and we talked about the suicide squad that episode will probably be up right after this episode is uh uploaded so yeah um that's what i got going on all right cool sounds good sounds good and as far as i'm concerned you can follow me on twitter at moneymaker chris as well as on instagram dc sports fan 23 as well as my other page um, at the moneymaker uh, 315. Um, follow this page's uh, Twitter account at Slam underscore podcast and also our IG page at The Grand Slam Podcast. Also, check out my website, thecashinexperience.com. Everything is up on their blog, products, you name it. Everything that I have going on is up on the site, including the most recent podcast I was on, uh, Beyond the Max, my good friend Mike Larkin. Interviewed me um, last week, actually. Um, Check that out. We were talking about wrestling, talking about my podcasting work, talking about a variety of different things that I got going on. It was fun being on that episode, so check that out. Um, actually, it's up on it's up on YouTube. If you check uh, Max Wrestling Podcast, look for that up on YouTube. Um, it'll come up on there. That was a fun, fun episode, so I got to chop it up with him. And that is all for me. But, um, Jay, any last words? Uh, just watch out for those, um, watch out for those curveballs. <laughs> yes, watch out for those curveballs and watch out for those crazy, crazy contracts as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, watch don't watch out, out for, for no, don't watch out for them because that, that's, a, you gotta have those, you know, don't watch out for them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. That's that's true. That's very that's that's very true. Because because guys guys are getting paid. So hey. that's right. That's right. The players getting played, paid paid even after they retire. Even after they retire, they long retire. They stay, they they still making money off of these teams. <laughs> so as always, take care, be safe, and we will see you in two weeks. Peace out.